From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. I feel like I'm back at the old Sunshine uh, Speedway motocross track. <laughs> I think I sucked in enough two-stroke uh, oil. It's a little smoky. It's a little, it's a little smoky. <laughs> oh, man. You need it to is. cut back to low tar brand. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I forgot, you know, when you first fire up them bad boys, just how much they smoke a little bit out there. Oh, I love that smell. I do, too, when it's not so concentrated. Uh, we are on our way. Panfish Challenge. Here we go at the Panavista Lodge. Uh, Glenn is out at the end of the dock screaming uh, numbers, letting everybody go. I thought it was a shotgun start, but apparently uh, that would be too chaotic to be able to do that. So Glenn is basically standing out there going, bolt number one, bolt number two, and bolt number three. And he's letting them go. Release the hounds. Is that how they're doing it, Bill George? Uh, were, you in, were you in charge of assigning numbers? I was in charge of putting flags on the boat and checking to make sure nobody had any fish I'll in the see live you well. some crawling over there just a little while oh ago. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I haven't worked that hard before 8 o'clock in the morning in a long time. <laughs> but Excuse uh, me. i got to talk to Johnny. Hold on. You guys take over. Bye. So, so, continue. So I, I turn around. There was all kinds of stuff. The kids are just excited as can be going out there. They got their fishing poles and bait buckets and – where, where I'll have to say is where is team uh, half? My, 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 my brother, well, one of them had to, he's a deputy and he's on duty today. Oh. And the other one I I was trying, so I was turning around and uh, trying to uh, see if he was going to come. He, he was up in the air as of last night. And so. Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. I told, I but told, I see another big boat here this year. Well, I told Braden, I said he started something because, you know, when he showed up with his boat wrap last year and <laughs> the whole team – or a couple years ago, the whole team aspect. Yeah, the we team We got concept. teams with boats wrapped and stickers everywhere. And well, you're we talking with Ethan. I said, uh, are you guys uh, got a team name? And he's like, yeah, we're thinking about the Poaching Preacher or, you know, maybe the Pile Drivers. <laughs> then I go, how about the Panfish Preacher? Oh, well, that's a good one. We'll go. With it. We'll talk about that one. So it's a, it's become a, a now a, a a team sport. You know, we got more and more teams out here. Yeah. Lots of boats this year, dude. I mean, well, I cannot believe how many people are out here. Well, I turned around. Awesome. It is interesting. You see people in matching shirts and different things. It's it's that's neat. what I mean. You, you got know. the whole team uh, team deal. You know, my kids uh, now have uh, got their uh, their life jackets and they're heading out with uh, Johnny out on the airboat. So. I think they're going out more for just uh, see how everybody's doing to go ride yeah. than fishing. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, they want to go out on the lake and just see the chaos out there, see everybody scrambling around all those beds. And, you know, <laughs> so they're dangling and see if we uh, There's nothing here. Look at the next one. I can see them. I can see them. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> they're just not taking it. That's, that's the one bad thing about a really clear, clear lake like Panasofsky is you can see them come up and, like, yeah, no. They, you know, they snub your bait. It's right there. Come on. Uh, it's like when you have a snook hanging off of a light and you keep throwing that shrimp oh, right off his yeah. nose. And he's going, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, or a big old bass or something like that. Yeah, drives, yeah. drives you insane. But a lot of people headed out. Uh, we're still not done. Boats are still leaving. Glenn's still out there on point, screaming them out. 
You know, you know it's getting serious though. When <laughs> this is my third year doing this with you guys, and I see people look like they're at a bass tournament that they come walking by, and they don't just have one. You know, first couple years it was yeah, one maybe two poles. Cork, hook, that's it. <laughs> yeah, There's people pole. walking by now. I just seen one guy walk by. He had six poles with two of them had – two or three of them, I think, had different colored beetle spins on them. Two were rigged up to fish worms, and one was rigged up to fish crickets. And well, I'm like, <laughs> he, he's getting serious, boys. you got to be ready, man. <laughs> they have an opportunity to win some really good money. Well, that's like I said to them uh, when you were out there checking boats – he was sitting there last night looking at the flyer, and in just his normal, easygoing, I'm talking about my nephew Brockton who's sitting next to me, in his normal, easygoing voice, he goes, really? Someone can win $850 today? I'm like, yes, they can, Brockton. Yes, they can. <laughs> it's uh, making a lot of good money. Well, uh, i got to bring up some other things. I know that uh, Bill George, you got a meeting, uh, I guess, can we legally talk about this, uh, your meeting tomorrow, or is that uh, Hey, it's a fun day. That's, that's it's a fun remote. day. We'll, we'll, ter- we'll not talk about that, but there is a commission meeting next week there on is Tuesday and Wednesday. Sarasota. In Sarasota. Yeah. Um, What's on the agenda for that? I mean, are they going to go over Goliath Groofer issues pretty much, you no. know, it's done? It's it's. It's not going to happen right now, but the the staff was requested to come back to the commissioners by the end of the year with a proposal on how can we get to where we need to be in order to propose a season or to possibly do that. Um, so staff's working on that. But there's stuff out there like the rules on if you're going to operate an airboat for hire that you're going to have to have that airboat class. Right. Yeah. So. And and that that's not a bad thing, but they should have made it where at least you have to have insurance. They're going to make you take a class, but the idea is to protect the people, and you do that via insurance, you know. Well, and the way that my, my aggravation with certain issues like that is always the way that they approach it. And let's face it, in the climate today with government, everybody's always looking at that as, Oh, yeah, well, there you go. They're making us take a boater's class and all this. It's just another way for them to make put well, money in their well, pocket. Well, the thing, the thing is this. The legislators are the ones that basically passed a law that yeah. that made it mandatory, not the commissioners. Oh, yeah. And the FWC agency has to come up with the mechanism in order for the people to come compliant, uh, from what I'm seeing. Um, so the agency's been put behind a, uh, having to hurry up and get it done. I do exactly. Believe, I do believe they have to have it completely done by October. So what what's going to happen is it's going to go to the the commission this time, and they're going to try and pass it and make it what we call one and done. It only shows up one time on the agenda, and then it's never open for discussion again. So, hmm. oh, we got Ginger in here giving instructions, yeah, giving the high sign. But, but so. I mean, well, but Ian, you understand what I'm saying is you see stuff like that and people, the first response or the first, the knee jerk reaction from people is, is that, oh, uh, here we go. They're figure they're trying to figure out another way that they can squeeze a nickel no, or a dime out of you. To, no, no. What, what happened is there were some people who were killed yeah, oh, yeah. as a result of airboat operators that really probably should not have been yeah. taking people Because anybody could do it. Anybody okay. could go get a big old airboat, put a big old engine on the back and go. Hey, you know, 50 bucks, I run you around the lake, and you can take pictures of stuff. Yeah. And uh, 
You know what? It's like anybody else. If you're going to offer that kind of certain look on the way here, you got how many airboat rides uh, did you, signs did you see on the way up here to Panavista Lodge? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, there's, several. There, there's one right here off of uh, 123. As soon as you get over, there's one right there. Big gems or something. Boom, it's right there. And then there's a few other ones that are around here that run, you know, the river that run all this area around here. They're all over the place. Sure. So you, you, those are legitimate guys that have insurance. No. Who have all that other stuff. Not all of them. Well, those I'm sure would have to. If you're going to put 20 butts in the bottom of a boat and go 45 miles an hour across the lake. But that's the crazy part is they don't have to have it. And wow, that's crazy. That that is the part where a lot. Well, they of people, think they're the, the people riding in it that their homeowners insurance is going to cover them while they're in there. Well, well that's what, that's where a lot of people were, you know, expressed concern about the rule. Is it would have been easier if you enforced like a Coast Guard captain license for everybody. If you were to do that, then you would have insurance. You'd have a captain's license. You you do better coverage. Well, yeah. Well, that makes sense, but. That's one of those things that Bill George will know nothing about when he shows up uh, for the committee meeting and just kind of thumb his way through it. It'll all be good. All right, we're right in the middle of the uh, Panfish Challenge. The boats are away. They're probably out there right now itching to get to their secret spots. So we'll have to see. I want to see what time the first arrivals come in. We'll have to mark that time and see what they do. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcast and live Panavis Lodge. Thank you so much again to Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoors for helping us out this year. She choose lawn equipment. Everybody else on board, we'll get to them when we come back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Taking a break. Yep. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. We are broadcasting live this morning from the beautiful Panda Vista Lodge. I love it. Last night, uh, Get in there, get in a room, get ready to go to sleep. Probably around, I don't know, midnight or so. Get back in that back room. Kids get into bed. Turn that light off. Click. All I hear from the other side of the room is, wow, it's a lot darker up here. (laughs) (laughs) My son's going, it is is really dark up here. Yeah, there's no street lights. There's no ambient lights. There's no, when you turn yeah. the lights off here, it is lights Welcome out. Welcome to, back to the country, well, son. Yeah, really. It and, is out. And last night it was extremely peaceful. Oh, it was calm. Nice. Except for that guy running the airboat at 3-something this morning. I never heard him. I didn't either. <laughs> well, I was dealing, you knew what I was dealing with. But, so. but uh, I turned around and uh, just this morning I thought, man, it's going to be one of those nice relaxing days. But checking in all those boats. I was running and hustling and what back. What cabin and are you in? What's number? 13. 13. 13. Oh, dude, you don't want to be in 13. That's where old lady Johnson died. <laughs> well, I was she alone. Gonna be a I, that just means I wasn't alone are last night. Not to start playing the Mike Myers music or yeah, something. That's a cabin built on a pet cemetery. You don't want to go in a cabin 13. Now, <laughs> 13 was just You're fine. right down here down the middle, right? No, right here to the right. Oh yeah, that yeah. Woo, I know. Yeah, you don't I, want to be in there. one thing that I love about this place is because it, it reminds me a lot of the old Florida fishing camps and stuff. But the one it thing is that the really, old Florida fishing well, camp. But what, it's the forties. But well, what, what reminds me what reminds me the most of it is is when my six foot two, two hundred eighty pound rear end goes to crawl into the shower that's in our you know room, and I realize that most men back then obviously probably were you know. 
not quite as large as individuals as we are. Well, and, nutritionally, yeah, they were kind of you know the shot when the shower head is hitting you in the chin. You know when you spin around, it's like I'm in camp, boys. I'm happy. <laughs> My mine's got the detachable. Uh, you know you could go all well, over. Well, I haven't so. reached Braden Gun Superstar status yet. Oh, that's because I'm in cabin number five. <laughs> I'm up there close to cabin number one. So, actually, the one you want to be in is the one we were in the first year, and that's Glenn's Castle over there on the end. Hey, I'm in number that two. That thing's a palace. That thing's a – you might not want to claim that number on the radio. We're in number two. Hey, so anyway, uh, I wanted to say uh, a shout-out and a thank you to all our uh, sponsors who helped us make this uh, day a great one so far. Of course, uh, Panda Vista Lodge for putting up with us out here again this year. Uh, we're doing this seriously, if you didn't know, in memory of Mr. Jim Veal Sr., who passed away and was an icon in this area and a guy who could literally, you could blindfold him, put a clothespin on his nose and plug his ears and he could go out in this lake and find every honey hole in it in about five or ten minutes. I think he just knew it by feel. Uh, I mean, he spent a lot of years here. As we mentioned, uh, you know, the, the Panda Vista Lodge has been here since the 1940s. And uh, I think Bob Barker and her boys stayed here one time. <laughs> it's been that long. But... Um, so this year, uh, we're doing this in memory of Mr. Jim Veal Sr., who was a great guy, greatly missed. And, uh, Pops. Us- us- yeah, usually the first guy out on the water and the last guy coming in. I mean, he'd go out two or three times a day to go out and go fishing. Whenever he had some downtime, he'd be out there in the kicker and, pew, off he'd go. But uh, we'd like to say thank you, of course, to Brandon Ford, who uh, donated a lot of money out here for our prize money that we're giving away. Choo-choo's Lawn Equipment. Southeastern Discount Tackle, Mark and the boys out there stepped up again this year with all the rod and reel combos and, and uh, the little telescopic cane poles. Uh, Barracuda Cast Nets stepped up this year with two great nets that we're giving away out here. The Crimson Tide Mullet Net and the Gator Colors uh, bait net that we got out here. It's a 3 8 mesh. It's really nice. And uh, Coastal Angle Magazine, Trinity Sportsman's Ministries out there. Nettle Sausage that are here cooking it up like mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, uh, let's see, who else am I forgetting? Chandler Electric, uh, Angler's Tackle Shack, Bright Leaf, uh, Antioch Feed and Supply, G5 Feed and Outdoors, G&B Gator Gear. Yeah. Those guys stepped up this year. I think they donated some toilet paper. I don't know what else they got. We donated cash. Blackjack Media, those guys out here doing all the banners and stuff like that, did a lot of great work. And a lot of private donations. People who live here in the area that want to see this thrive and happen, uh, they're out here throwing their hard-earned money out here. I think that young lady stepped up again this year and bought all the bait buckets for all the kids. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, they're throwing money in the kitty left and right out here trying to win all these great and fabulous prizes. And we'd be remiss if we didn't say thank you last night, a big thank you, to uh, Catfish Johnny's. We all went there. The whole crew went there. We were all there, Bill, George, me and the kids. Had our pre-tournament meeting. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Kelly. After we finally got there. (laughs) Kelly and Jim. Everybody, we were all there, and uh, we had a great and fabulous meal out there, uh, as it always is. And a little bit later on in the show, I heard Mr. Catfish John himself may come out and pay us a little visit. So that'll be nice to talk to him, you know. If you don't know, he's a musician from way back. I think he's done, I think he's open for everybody who's ever walked through Nashville. Seriously. I mean, uh, oh, they were old ta- what, was the, what was the stories y'all were talking about? I could hear y'all last oh, night. Oh, Charlie Pride. Ta- Charlie you know, Pride and, and, I mean, all, Hank and Yeah, all the old school guys, you know, he's been around forever. You mean back when country was good? Well, Easy. 
Well, as as Alan Jackson pointed out, when country was country. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't all about beaches and uh, divorce and uh, trucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like rap music. Yeah, it was all good. Back in the day when it was about cheating, drinking, and fighting. <laughs> so it was a, a little different time. But uh, we're out here today. Uh, the, the tournament ends at 1 o'clock. And so we're inviting anybody who wants to if you're in the area. But the party's going to go on a little while longer. Yeah, exactly. And if you've never been to Panda Vista Lodge, now would be a good time to come up and check it out for the summer because uh, if you want to get away with the kids, you know, I, I mean, Bush Gardens is great, Adventure Island's great, going to the beach is great, but, you know, kids get bored real quick these days. Going to the beach again, it's hot. I had sand in my, you know, all the way home in the car, and I was really upset. Here, you rent a cabin, you got showers, you got cold air conditioning, you can cook food, you can do whatever you want to. The kids can run around out here. Go down, rent a boat, rent a pontoon boat, go out for the day, go out for the week. You know, I mean, it's a great getaway. Well, it's like you said to me when we started coming up here, you know, and we're looking around here right now, and you see all just the kids who aren't fishing, but they're just, everybody's just knocking around here, having a, I mean, just having a good time. There's well, no stress, no, you know. There's a lot of little, little kids, I guess, that, you know, didn't make it out on the boat with, uh, with anybody, and they're still running around out here, brothers and sisters or whoever. But I, I will tell you this, if you didn't know, all this money that we're raising out here today, uh, we don't get any of it. Panda Vista doesn't get any of it. We don't save any for next year. I mean, we start from scratch every single year. So all this money that's being raised out here through the boat registrations and through the 50-50 and through uh, all the tickets that we're doing for all the prizes that are donated out here, they go to Everyday Blessings and they go to benefit the uh, uh, South Sumter FFA alumni. So we're helping kids stay together and helping kids to grow to be great individuals and great human beings when they grow up. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you those two things are, are needed in this world today. Yeah, severely. Everyday blessings. If you don't know about them, please go check them out. Make a donation online if you want to help out another way. But what they do is when you have families that are broken up, mom and dad may, may not be the best example and the kids are removed from the home for whatever reason. They keep siblings together so they don't have kids, you know, running off to, you know, go live somewhere else and some foster parent over here and one over there. And they keep these kids together. Exactly. Until things get worked out or, or they can get put into a foster home together and that kind of thing. Well, so, and, you know, the brother, the brother sister bond is there's so many people out there that don't realize that dynamic. I mean, or the brother, brother, sister, sister, the exactly. whole nine yards. I mean, yeah. we all love, you know, there's times that, all of us sitting here, we want to choke our siblings. It <laughs> happens. But we're also, as my dad used to say about it with me and my sister, you know, that we we would go to fighting with each other, but we would just about fight a grizzly bear if somebody messed with the other. Messed with so. your sister. That's right. I can hit her with a G.I. Joe. You can't. Exactly. All right? That's the way it works. All right. Well, we are broadcasting live out here at Panda Vista Lodge. You are invited to come out and hang out with us. Food is grilled up. It's ready to go. You can come over and eat right now if you want to. Or wait till around uh, 1245, 1250. Come up and fill your belly while we're doing the weigh-in. Boats start pulling in. It'll be a great time had by all. Mm-hmm. Right, Bill George? Excellent time. Yeah, thanks for chiming in. All right, we are going to take a break. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Great folks go by and see you today. Lots of great stuff on sale for Father's Day. It's not too late to get over and get some great stuff. Or get Dad a brand-new truck over at Brandon Ford. I'm sure he would like that as well. There you go. I'll take it. All right, guys, stay with us. We'll be back. Oh, 
We got to give a big shout out, a big thank you to Knock. Uh, got out there, got into the studio early this morning. We shocked him again by being uh, out. Every time I love it when I call him, I go, "Hey, we're out here. We need to test the line." Oh, you guys aren't in the studio today? <laughs> no. <laughs> again, it must have been a concert last night or I'm something. I'm extremely oh. hungover. First Friday. Okay, oh, that's gosh. great. Well, uh, and Double G, of course, was out here with us this morning, bright and early, uh, getting things all fired up, and and we're going good so far. It's all good. Well, keep your fingers crossed. Uh, Panfish Challenge is underway. Boats are gone. It's a ghost town in here. <laughs> it's like there's uh, maybe a half dozen or so people kind of milling around, and but a little bit later on, it'll be uh, total chaos out here. Kids Checking out the swag. It'll be elbows all over the place out here, and uh, people. I'm I'm I'm. I'm really excited to see what, what comes in this year. It's going to be a little tougher yep. fishing this year, but it, it'll be I, a good time. I gave every person the same advice. I would not turn one of the first 12 back. I don't care how big it is. Um, some of the people were talking about it being a, a little bit challenging, so that little two-inch fish, well, that kid, it, it counts. The yeah, kid, Ethan, that was sitting here, he's like, what do you tell us? He's like, we were ninth or 10th, and – from fifth to tenth was separated by ounces. Ounces, yeah, yeah, and ounces. That, that little two-inch uh, uh, keeper sandwich maker uh, could be the one to put you over the top. And I, I didn't even go over the prize money. I, I, I think this is our final tally. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Bill George. But first place out here today gets five hundred fifty bucks. Correct. Okay. Second place three hundred fifty bucks. Third place two hundred fifty bucks. Fourth place one hundred fifty bucks. Fifth place, a hundred dollars. Heaviest bluegill, a hundred and fifty, and the heaviest shellcracker, a hundred and fifty. So potentially, I mean, if you're uh, taking the whole kit and caboodle for that, I mean, you're looking at five, six, seven, eight, eight hundred fifty bucks for a day of uh, fishing, and you get to keep the fish. I'm not just, even a whole day of fishing. That's just from eight to twelve. Yeah, one. I, I'm just waiting. Can we start doing like a BASS kind of a weigh-in to where you know you got the the big guns start rolling the boat in here? They pull the truck up, and you know you get like we're saying, you get that guy that well right now, folks, he's sitting in tenth. If he pulls a bass out of the well that goes over two pounds, you're looking at your champ. You know, and yeah. just, we, somebody we, just gives the old. Wow. <laughs> we, we could put an electronic sign up there with the weigh-in as they come in with how much weight. But that would be awesome. One, one we'll, thing, we'll one work th- on it for next year. Yeah, one thing is FWC's over there ready with their certified scales. And, I mean, they, it's just amazing the job I'm they just, do. I'm they, just waiting on that, though. Somebody's <laughs> going to be sitting there, and they're going to be like, go get the fish. Go get the fish. What do you mean go get the fish? Go get that other fish. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one that fell under the sea cushion? Go get it. Go get it. Don't leave anything. And you know what? That's the difference. Out here, you get to keep all these fish. It's a panfish challenge. So it's not like a bass tournament where, as Bill George pointed out, you get a two, two of the smallies and you throw them back. No, dude. You put everything in the cooler. You put it in there and you bring it in there because you never know. That little half ounce, that little two ounce fish, may be the one that that puts you in the money. Correct. So, uh, and, two and two inch. Hey, can can two two inch fish together count as one fish? I, I don't. I guess. <laughs> but I, I mean, uh, every year this is our fourth year, and every year that we do this, it gets bigger and bigger and better and better. I mean, the first year we only paid out, you know, first, second, and third, I think, and then gave prizes for the rest of the folks. But so now we're but, paying out all the way to fifth place. I hope we get up to where you know you can come out here and catch. A bunch of pan fish and walk away with a thousand dollars, and we pay all the way out to ten. We're place. on the way. <laughs> I know it'll be great. You look and the number of people that 
turn around and donate that are private individuals and everything else. When you come out here and you see all these kids and all the fun that they're having, wow! It's just you you feel compelled to want to help out too. Well, he's holding a board from the original year two. Oh, that was year, year two. two. That was my yeah. first year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. It, that, yeah, we had one, two, three, four, five, five sponsors last year. So, I mean, that year, the second year. It's it's grown by leaps and bounds. It really has. Oh, yeah, Jim and Maddox. Yeah, I remember that. Jim Edwards. Yep. They're still here. Yeah. And uh, They're still here. Coastal Angler Magazine, Angler's Tackle Shack. Yeah, man, that's all good. It's it's all good. I I, I just love the fact that that sign goes from that small. You go from a, got a big giant. We had to get a yeah, huge Yeah, four giant, by eight banner. Four by eight banner to put everything up there. Well, now, uh, Bill, i got to ask you this because I know that you're meeting up with an FWC guy tomorrow. I don't know why. Monday. It's Whatever. It's a secret. I, I know that's no. a secret meeting, you know. Not now. <laughs> that you're going to be going and having lunch with one of the new guys and stuff like that. But this time of year, I noticed you came to G5 this past week, bought a few pounds of corn. And while you were messing around up here, uh, the property that you hunt's not too far from here. Correct. And you went out and uh, filled up the feeders? Are you seeing any well, action d- out there? I or? turned around. I, I I filled up the feeder. Of course, you know, I haven't been. I put a bunch of stuff in there at turkey season. I like, you know, as the as the deer, you know, are coming off of that winter and not having a whole lot to eat. Then you got the fawns, you know, the, the mamas producing babies, and you want them to have some nutrition. So I, I put some stuff out there, and I was checking my – game camera and i have a couple thousand pictures but mostly of, of pigs you know a few deer a few bucks no bears no bear so far on my camera good so for you he, he's happy with he's happy with other people's stuff but uh, <laughs> uh you well know, that's a good thing I, I did have to hang this particular feeder off a, out of a tree because i kept having a bear tear it down tear it down so now i had to climb up some big old oak tree and i got it cabled all over the place uh to keep keep the bear away from it looks like a trapeze but 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 the squirrels i continue it's a plastic feeder i continue to have issues with squirrels they keep chewing all the way through it Uh, it, i'm gonna have to turn around and look for a feeder that's a a little bit better built than the one i have well did you put tickets in for the uh, raffle today i haven't yet that's that's a that's a strategy (laughs) i want my ticket i know they're going to put the ticket in a gang thing and swirl it around but i i i just Feel that if it's on top, hey, last year, last year I won a Husqvarna pole saw. Choo Choo's donated it, and let me tell you, right after I won a works mower last year. Hey, hey, just let me say this about the feeder: if you don't win one, let's just say you have a business relationship (laughs) established with a guy (laughs) who carries one that can uh, help you out there. Well, I know the reason I'm bringing this up because uh, we do have one of the brand new one and done feeders out here that we're going to be giving away. It, it's not an auction or, or whatever. Or it's just strictly a ticket, right? And that's the way we're doing it. Uh, so if you are in the area and you want to buy some tickets and win one of these things, Jonathan will tell you, I look at this, it 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 looks like uh, they made it out of a big, giant gas pipe. I, I mean, am it thoroughly is, impressed with the feeder. It is. It is. They, they're claiming that it's totally bear-proof. I have when we have photographic evidence to prove such. And, but uh, only hog resistant. That, well, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I don't get that. That's why you got to keep the hog shot. <laughs> but I mean, you could come out. How much does that thing hold? What is that? That's a uh, hundred gallon, fifty gallon 
Tank? What is that thing? That's the 55-gallon version, and I could safely say you could put 250 pounds in it, no problem. Wow. That's a nice one. So everything, get- everything. Uh, it has a built-in funnel, which if the feeder does become clogged or anything like that happens, it actually has, and I, I call it a pull tab, but there's a ring on the funnel itself. So that when, you know, like issues in the past we have with other feeders to where the funnel gets clogged, you have to turn the feeder upside down, beat bam on it, doll it. No, that one you just reach in there. The divider removes from the feeder so that you can clear all the debris away from the spinner, you know, anything that like that, stick it right back down into the feeder and go to town. You're ready yeah. to roll. Do you need one of them, Bill George? Maybe not yet. Well, I you do. don't you don't have a bear problem yet. So Oh no, I had I had a bear problem, but hanging it out of a tree where he can't get to it and I I did some limb trimming so he can't can't get out on a limb and cuz when I first did it and hung it out of the tree, the dang bear would climb a big old limb on the oak, oh, yeah. oak and get out there yep. and swat it. You know, swat it out of the dang sky. Well, now on this one here, do you, does it have to be up in the air? Can nope. you put it on the ground? I mean, it's got claw feet on the bottom of it. You can sit it on the ground. You can hang it off of the side of a tree. I'm going to post a bunch of pictures. I've got them hung everywhere from four feet off, basically eyeball high to me, to I pulled up to a couple of trees on the swamp side of our property where I'm running the hog hunts and actually set them on the roof of my Arctic cat and hung them up that way because... Of course, over there, the swamp does fl- tend to flood sometimes. <laughs> right, so, yeah. you know, just for safety's sake there, not for any other reason. Well, but I keep I mean, it filling up with water and yeah. turning that stuff into sour mash. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Well, you got your opportunity to get one. They're out here. You can win it today. Walk away with it and have a great time. Right, Bill George? Correct. I see I see uh, Catfish Johnny here. We're going to break. Here. We got oh. the man walk, walk, well, we'll, we'll take a break. And we'll He's get sneaking him. up behind you. I, I can hear hit him. him. Hit him. I can hear him. I'm feeling the thump on the back of my chair. I know he's there. All right, guys, we're going to take a fast break. Thank you again to Brandon Ford for helping us out, not only with the show, but today with the tournament. NG5 Feeding Outdoors, who donated a bunch of stuff out here. Tackle boxes, knives, fishing rods, all that stuff. We're all giving it away. It's out here today, happening live at the 4th Annual Panfish Challenge out at Panavista Lodge. Come and see us. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. John Swindle, Fred Gunn. What? Glenn's bouncing around here, throwing envelopes at people and doing all kinds of other stuff. And well, he's got a lot of things to do. I mean, uh, just because the boats are out don't mean the work is done. He's back now, though, because we got the local legend on with us. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, you <laughs> yes, know, sir. <laughs> we do have him at the table. Every year that we've uh, <clears throat> we've come up here, and even some of the years when we came up here on our own, uh, we'd always make it a, a special treat with the kids. We'd always... You know, you don't want to cook the first night you get here. You're on you vacation. Why do you want to cook vac- it all? Exactly. So, literally, you leave uh, Panda Vista Lodge, you make a left, and you go down the road about pff, half a mile, and right there on the right-hand side, Catfish Johnny's. Catfish Johnny's. I got white where he says, Catfish Johnny's, yeah. when we drive by now. And they'll, uh, they'll uh, satisfy your appetite. As a matter of fact, it is so famous that anytime Bill George is in the area, his wife demands... That he stop in and get corn fritters or not come home. Yeah, so, you can go uh, hunting, but you better bring the corn fritters yeah, back. Yeah. You go up there, put some corn in the feeder, you do what you got to do. But if you come back empty-handed with no corn feeders, just keep driving. Don't even come oh, back. Oh, there's only about 
probably what a dozen. I'd say at least two dozen that left the in a to-go bag last night. I don't know if they even made it that far. No, they they were they were they were supposed to. <laughs> they were supposed to go with us, and they didn't make. They were it. supposed to. Well, the man himself, Mister Catfish Johnny, uh, who decided to uh, grace us with his presence this morning, got up and uh, got over here. Uh, we call you Catfish Johnny, but uh, really, seriously, what is your real name? Catfish Johnny. <laughs> That's, you know, people ask me, Panasofsky, Lake Panasofsky. And I've done a lot of research on it. And I find out that it's an old Indian, Seminole Indian word. And it means eat it, Catfish Johnny. Oh, it does? <laughs> yes. Really? Well, there you yeah. go. They knew it was coming way back. Yeah, I've researched it, so I know that. Well, I think you guys have been there almost long enough. Uh, you guys established Catfish Johnny's back in, uh, what, 1990? Yeah. But you've been up here since when? I've been here since 1952. Really? And uh, I left for a little while. I was in the, Well, I, I left for a while and then came back and, and finished high school. And uh, we were the Bushnell Gators. They changed our name now, but... We were the Bushnell Gators back then, and uh, I finished uh, finished high school and joined the Navy, and when I joined the Navy, I got on the bus down in Bushnell, and I'd never been any farther north than Ocala. <laughs> really? And it didn't take very long to see the world. Yes, sir. Really? Well, you know what? Back then, you were in the same boat with a lot of guys who were probably the same way. They'd never left their small town, hometowns, and... So you guys had a lot to talk about back then. Yes, but where, we did. Where did they send you when you left here? Sir? Where did they send you when you left here? Uh, well, I went from here to, to Great Lakes, Illinois. Oh, great mistakes. Oh, coldest place on the face of the earth. Oh, you went during wintertime? For, oh, man. I went there in January. And that's before they built all the uh, uh, indoor facilities for the trainees oh, now. Oh, yes. You guys were outdoor boys. Yes, we were. Oh, boy. That was back and, in the day. Well, now, I, I got to ask you, you know, you walk into Catfish Johnny's, and uh, not only do you uh, get the waft of all the great and spectacular food that you cook up there, but you can't help but look at the walls, and they're covered with pictures of you and all these country stars. What, did they just make their way down to Catfish Johnny's, <laughs> had to come in for the corn fritters, or what's the story behind that? No, I was in the entertainment business for quite a number of years. No way! And, uh... I work with all those people. And when they're in Florida, if they can get close, they, they come in. Of course they do. Sure, they come in. Now, when you say work with those people, we mentioned it a little earlier. We're talking some of the, uh, I hate to put them in the category of classics, but they're, we're talking country music uh, legends and classic guys. Oh, yes. uh-huh. I mean, when you say you worked with people, we talked a little bit last night about uh, your days with Charlie Pride. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, hanging out with him. And uh, who else did you get the the, uh, the pleasure of working with back in the day? You, you name it, and I, I know them. I've been with them. Yeah? And they still stop by. Yeah? A lot of them do. We've lost so many here in the last few years. Yes, sir. My old friend Jerry Reed and Jerry Clowers, the funny guy from oh, Mississippi. Oh, love Jerry Clower. We put him on and, our Christmas special, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Some of them we had to edit, but... Uh, Shoot amongst us, boy. Yeah. yeah. Knock him out, John. I mean, you know, all yeah. those things that we grew up listening to on the radio. Oh, yeah. And uh, But who else, I mean, uh, do you got? I mean... You, oh, Jack Green, Merle Haggard. Conway? Uh, 
The Conway's never been here, no. Twitty has never never uh, made it here? I've, I've worked with him on the road. But, yeah? Uh, yeah. Hope Joe's for him before. What about the Silver Fox? No, I never worked with him. Never, what? Never did his. Well, those were kind of uh, loner guys anyway. Unless you yeah. were a chick. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> hey, dude, go read your history. If you were a girl, hey, they were right there with you. Well, <clears throat> you know, Charlie Rich and them boys. Yeah, yeah Charlie, he was a good one. Yeah, they were known for it. What about the Lens? Any of the Lens, Loretta? or Oh, the yeah, Loretta. I, I knew Loretta in Bremerton, Washington, when she was unknown. I played on one street corner, and we'd take a break and walk to the other street corner. So we could listen to her. Oh, really? She wow. was just a kid, young, youngster. Of course, she's 82 or three years old now. And she's still kicking. Yeah. Still kicking, yeah. And her nieces, uh, you know, they blew up there for a while in the oh, 90s, yeah. and they kind of fell off. I don't know where they went. I, they I got, got tired of the road. Is that what it is? It's easy to do. I got a great story Believe about me. them, but I can't tell it on the radio. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> Uh, you know, working with those people, I had the pleasure of meeting a lot of them back in the day when my dad was out there at uh, the old Keener station in Houston. And, of course, they were one of the big people that helped put on the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo and bring in all the talent. So I got to meet some of the old legends back in the day. You know, I was just a little kid. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I got a quick handshake and a couple of pictures. But knowing them and getting to see them, uh, it was always something special to me. And I know that Glenn... Is a, is a fool for the classics. You go by his house, and that's all it's ever playing. If it's anything new, you won't hear too many Kenny Chesney songs coming out of Glenn's house. But <laughs> yeah, you will certainly, right. hear, you'll, you'll certainly hear Waylon and uh, Charlie and any of those others back from back in the day right. that we consider now classic country. Well, that's one thing about Catfish Johnny is one of the things that you can come up. And they had the entertainment room. And as I asked him last night, one day I just happened to stop in in the middle of the week in the evening to get some dinner. And they had the steel guitars all lined up, all the steel guitars and all over the states that just come and play. Mm-hmm. And that was an incredible feat to, to be able to eat dinner and listen to those guys in their playing. Well, we were here one time, and they were just done, and we got to talking to some of those guys and some of those instruments that they have, that are, the, the, the history of just what they're playing, you know, that uh, what they played on back in the day as studio musicians and stuff like that. Do you do that a lot up here at Catfish Johnny's? Do you bring them up here? Yeah, we have the Florida Steel Guitar Club, and they come from all over the state. And uh, they're kind of slow down. They knock it off for a couple of months during the summer. But they'll start back in September, and they'll run till oh, probably May, from September till May. And then when all the, all the snowbird stealers have gone home, right? well, they, uh, they, they shut it down for a little while. And then, and then, what do you do? I mean, do you bring in local talent to let them play on stage, or well, you just they, wait till Garth Brooks shows up and does an impromptu tale? No, if they have a steel guitar and they play it, and want to play it, they're welcome. So, uh, what if we went up there tonight? Who's going to be up there tonight? Johnny Smith and his ukulele boys. What, what do you got? Mm, no, the, the, they don't have anything scheduled tonight. We've got the big fish off the, today, and yeah. so we. We cut a little space for them, you know. Nice. And we appreciate that. This Otherwise, is, yeah. we wouldn't have anybody here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. That is nice. But, uh, now, are you open for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or are you just strictly a dinner place? Lunch and dinner. Okay. We open at 1030 in the morning, and we close um, 830, 9 o'clock at night. Now, I, I will say this. If you're a traveler, if you're going up hunting, if you're going up north, 
uh, going to Georgia or Alabama or do some hunting and all that kind of stuff. For heaven's sakes, if you want to come back for a good meal, seriously, all you got to do is get off on uh, 321, go down about three miles down the road, and there's Catfish Johnny's on the side of the road. Yeah, it's hard to find. You'll have a great meal. Before you hit the interstate, fill up on gas, and then head on, go back on home. I mean, when you walk in there, there's just so much uh, history on the walls. And yeah. I tell you, it's one of them things, Mr. Catfish Johnny's and uh, Jim Bill Sr., I mean, these are kind of the guys that like to, as I so mentioned earlier, they, they talk. the anchors <laughs> of the community for yeah. many, many decades and fought for a lot of the improvements and a lot of things that's happened throughout the years in the history. and. If Jimville Sr. was here right now, it's just amazing the knowledge and the history that he could share how the transformation of this place has really come to where it's at today, uh, both good and bad. But it's uh, so true. It's yep. uh, it's one of those things. It's actually an honor to have uh, Mr. Johnny sit in here with us today. And, exactly. Uh, I'm glad he took the time to come to wake up and just come sit with us today, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you going to get to stay for the uh, the mayhem a little bit later on, or you had it well, back to open I, up? I, no, I'm going to be here for a while. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, I don't drive anymore, so uh, unless you take me home, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. We're stuck here. That's good. That's good to know. <laughs> All right, well, we got to take a quick break. We are broadcasting live out here at the Panda Vista Lodge. It's our fourth annual Panfish Challenge. It's going on right now. Weigh-in's going to happen at around 1 o'clock, so you got time to get here and put some stuff in the raffle or stop in at Catfish Johnny's afterwards and have a nice meal. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us, guys.